A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we have a crazy story of revenge against a best friend's girlfriend. We'll get into that in a bit, but first... When a heart of gold turns to dust. The crazy part of all of this is that Sharon felt she could ruin my life and go unscathed. I mean, how? But it was a good thing she thought so. She never expected what was coming to her, and that made it really easy to give her a pill from her bottle of greed. Every time I think about how I lost everything, I get so shattered, and no number of apologies or retribution would suffice to rid my heart of the hate and anger I feel. Many have asked, how did I get here? And once again, I'm telling the familiar story of how having a nice heart gets you nothing but broken promises, betrayal, and a bucket of lies and deceit. I met Sharon in high school during my freshman year. She was a young, elegant, beautiful woman, one who caught my attention right on the first day I set my eyes on her. Being a nerd, although I was handsome, she looked way out of my league as she was getting compliments from the biggest of guys in school. However, one beautiful afternoon while sitting in the cafeteria eating lunch alone as usual, she approached me out of the blue and asked if I wouldn't mind sharing my lunch table with her. That was the beginning of the beautiful experience that ruined my life and my family. Sharon became a part of my life and it was a great help that we had a lot in common. Hailing from Florida, allergies, blood group and even genotype. We were like a match made from heaven if it exists. High school would have been way more boring without Sharon. She was the friend I desired at that moment, and she made sure she was always around. I remember that one time she helped me stand up to Brandon, a pest who had always found a way to bully me into doing things I didn't want to do. Sharon was a wonderful person, and to think she'd hurt me makes me wonder about the mystery of the human mind. She helped me overcome my fear of failure, and made me understand that the greatest failure is in not trying at all but maybe that was the motivation to fulfill my quest for revenge. We bonded like siblings and told each other every and anything. I got to know that Sharon's mom was an alcoholic, and her dad does all he can to ensure the family lived fine. This made me feel pity for Sharon, and took it as a point of duty to protect and help Sharon get better. Being born to successful parents, my dad is the chief of surgery at one of the biggest hospitals in New York City, and my mom, the dean of the College of Law at Columbia University. I'd had an early life of comfort and abundance and pitied Sharon for having the experience she went through growing up. Our lives went on smoothly until the year before our senior year. It was during the summer of junior year. This was when tragedy struck. Sharon's dad developed cancer and we only figured out when it was too late. Sharon had to look for means to help her family with funds for the drugs and upkeep. It was quite difficult for her, even though I tried to help her in the best way I could. Then, her mother relapsed and had to be taken to rehab. The whole tragedy made Sharon so devastated, but life doesn't always turn out the way we want it. Sharon's dad died that summer, and that was how my best friend became my sister. This was the biggest mistake my parents ever made, and the sad thing is, I made them do it. 
After Sharon's dad died, things seemed so difficult for her that I was scared she could slide into a depression like her elder sister, who had run away from home a long time ago, or get involved with drugs like opioids as a coping mechanism for the pain. She became a shadow of herself, and her beautiful and radiant face I fell in love with became clouded with frowns and sadness. It was unusual to see her this way, and I thought I had to find a way to help her out. I spoke to my parents about bringing Sharon into the family, since they knew her very well, so she could have the ideal good parents overseeing her welfare. My dad objected and decided on being just sponsors for her education, but with the support of my mom, my dad had to consent, and every necessary documentation was done to make Sharon move into our home without causing problems with the law. I mean, there was a time she was always in the house, so it was just practical that she became a member of the family in every way that is possible. My friend becoming my sister was a weird thing for me at first, because she had been my friend for years and I used to have a crush on her. However, we were able to grow in that bond, and my parents got to love her as their own. Plus, since my older brother was out of the country for work, it was just us both with my parents and my younger sister, who had always adored Sharon. The bond between us grew stronger and it felt like nothing was going to come between us. She was loved by everyone and we were both doing well in school. That's why I found it difficult to comprehend what exactly went wrong and how things went so bad. Everything appeared to be going on well and Sharon seemed happy. I believed I'd done a great service to humanity and created an opportunity for my friend to grow into a successful woman. Of course, I did create an opportunity but it cost me so much that I can't forgive. Sharon started displaying some discreet attitudes, keeping to herself and refusing to share. I should have suspected that something was wrong, checked everything out, and also became more sensitive to everything happening around me, but I didn't. This all began a few months before our final days in high school. It was a lot, and it was weird. Very weird. There was something about the way I felt this huge gap she began to create between us. At first, I thought it was probably because of this new guy she met, a bike rider with tattoos that run from his neck to his left arm, but it was more than that, and I blame myself for not noticing when it mattered. It was in the late night disappearance through the windows without telling me to accompany her, or even with the slightest gist of what happened at the parties I presumed she was attending. Everything took a turn sideways when I found out Sharon was using drugs. Mom and dad were out for the weekend for a luncheon and some couples time out from the bondage of having kids like they jokingly say. They had left me, my baby sister, and Sharon alone at home. The Sharon I know knew how bad it was to deal with drugs. She saw her mom battle with it. She swore that that would be the last thing she would ever do. So you can imagine the shock I felt walking into the kitchen on Saturday seeing Sharon high as a kite fumbling with the needle she'd used. I didn't know how to react or what to feel. I cleaned up the room and laid her properly while waiting for her to wake up. We had a very heated conversation on this day, but there wasn't a resolve around it. Should I report it or should I try helping her out? When did she start and why? Many questions kept running through my mind till my parents got back and we began the final year of high school. A few weeks after school started, Sharon said she wanted to make up for the lost time and how we've had a falling out since the last summer. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I needed to understand why my best friend had become a shadow of the young woman I knew. I needed to know why she was everything she swore she never would. So I agreed. We decided to go to this diner we had taken as our place since freshman year. But what was supposed to be an opportunity to mend the crack in the wall of our friendship shattered every block on the wall, revealing the beast in my friend turned sister. The first pointer was how her phone kept vibrating with calls and messages which she tried to ignore. Jokingly, I picked up the phone before she locked it again, hoping to see the texts from the stalker who I presumed must have been on a tail for a while, but I met the biggest shocker of my life. Sharon wasn't just using, she was dealing, and also extorting money from my parents and a guy named Drew was pressuring her to pay for something. If I report to the cops for dealing, my friend would face time. That would disturb the plan we'd set out for the aftermath of high school, wouldn't it? I needed to get her out. I couldn't wrap my head around how to do it. But more importantly, why was her sister's name in the chat? I knew there was more. I just had to find out. I confronted Sharon there to fill me in about everything that has been going on, or I would resort to legal means as long as she stayed alive. She hesitated at first, but it wasn't like she had a choice. I got to know that Sharon had lost some of the drugs she got from Drew during a supply that almost got her arrested, and now is asking for the full payment for those drugs, or coming for more and keep on selling. And about her sister, Drew threatened to use her sister as collateral pending the time when Sharon pays her debts. I was dumbfounded and confused, but I had to find a way to save my friend again. Sharon needed to pay Drew the sum of $3,000, which was a huge amount for me and her to pay, but we had to find a way around it after Sharon promised not to deal or use it again. I was able to raise $1,000 for my savings and some payments I got from some jobs I did a few weeks before this happened, while Sharon had $800. We combined both and I made the payment to Drew and promised to make the remaining payment within a month. I didn't know why my instincts made me keep records of everything that transpired during this period, from chats to transaction receipts, and even recordings of Sharon's confession. Well, it was in a bid to have something against Drew, in case he came along again trying to cause trouble. Well, I had to learn it. If someone betrays your trust, don't give it back, totally, even when you're sure that they've earned it back. I thought Sharon had learned her lesson and had remembered her longtime commitment to the negative effects of drugs and her decision to stay off it, but I was disappointed. I'd kept on observing her and talking to her consistently for about three months, and it all seemed like it was working. Sharon's face got brighter. She was more cheerful and happy, and yes, her sister was out of danger. 
However, deception is one human ability that we don't really talk about. Sharon never really stopped using or dealing. It was all just a show to make me get off her back and I didn't see it again this time till it almost got me implicated. Sharon continued dealing with this time in larger quantities and she was dating Drew. She was able to keep it more discreet this time since the school year was about to end and we all had to leave home separately. This time, it got blown in her face. Sharon had to make a drop off of some drugs to a client in a hotel. The client had been on the police's wanted list for drug peddling and other numerous crimes. On the day Sharon decided to make the drop, that was the same day the police made the raid. And unfortunately, she was caught with drugs in her possession and risked serving time. Sharon didn't call anyone at home about what happened and the police continued their investigations. During the course of the investigation, the police discovered Sharon had information about other gang members and decided to cut her a deal for a limited time in jail. For whatsoever reason, Sharon decided to pin it all on me and accused me of forcing her into the crime business. She asked them to trace some funds to my account as I made multiple payments to Drew when trying to bring my friend out of the drug life. The police started making arrests, and I was arrested alongside Drew and many others who I never knew of. Had Sharon not involved me in the entire deal, and had excluded my name, maybe I would have used the information I had to prove that Sharon was only a pawn, and was being taken advantage of by Drew and his gang. But then my supposed friend or sister felt if she was going down, she had to drag me down with her. I called my parents in, and my mom being a lawyer was going to defend me. She came around, though very disappointed, but she had no choice. I explained everything to her and told her where to find everything I had on record. We handed over everything to the police, and they saw everything as it was, from the calls to the purpose of the payment and how hard I tried to get Sharon out of that kind of life. It was very obvious that I was just framed, and they were surprised as to why someone so close would betray me that much. They had to let me go and apologized for everything I had to go through during the investigations. I had to find out what made Sharon do what she did, and I asked to see her. She started apologizing and trying to justify her actions in many ways, saying involving me would get my parents involved and that that was a way to not serve time at all since they were influential. However, I had to let her know that you don't mess with my family and get away with it. In place of getting her reduced sentence for cutting a deal, the police would be including fresh charges in their suit against her, so she's going to be locked up for way longer than she would have imagined. I trusted too easily, but when I give my all for you, never betray me or try to hurt me. However Sharon's doing now, I don't know, and I don't really care. I'm assuming OP used some kind of like equivalencies in their examples here because I highly doubt OP's willing to come out and just dox themselves as the kid of the Dean of the College of Law at Columbia University. That said, somebody who is spiraling that bad, I mean as much as you feel like you know them, when they have substance issues like that, sometimes it becomes impossible to have any kind of expectation of how they're going to act. I think it goes without saying, but... That kind of stuff definitely makes people act in incredibly irrational ways. This next story is, My best friend's girlfriend got what she deserved. When I was 17, my parents died. They'd been killed in a plane crash. I was in my final year of high school, but it seemed like my life was just about over. 
My parents had been my everything and life had been good for us. We weren't exactly rich or anything, but we did well enough for ourselves. My parents had paid off their student debts, we'd had our own home in the suburbs, and I could afford to go to one of the best private schools in town. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. However, with my parents gone, it seemed unlikely that I would continue life as it had always been. I had no other family in the town. My closest relatives were my grandparents and the both of them lived in Alaska. I really didn't want to go to Alaska. I mean, what do they even do there? It's all just cold and people probably still get around with dog sleds. I'd lose all my friends, all my dreams. At first, I asked if I could stay with my aunt in South Africa. But everyone seemed to be against it, including said aunt. I mean, they were fine with sending me to one of the most boring, most remote places on the planet, but not Johannesburg? It didn't seem fair. I was starting to lose all hope of staying in the town I'd always called home, when my friend Jake got his parents to agree to have me stay with their family, at least until I was done with high school. I didn't really expect it, but I was really grateful for it. The funniest part is that Jake and I weren't exactly the best of friends. We didn't even hang out much. I'd ranted to him once about not wanting to move, and one day he just walked up to me one day after school and asked if I'd like to stay with his family for a bit. I was skeptical at first, but after having his parents speak with my grandparents, it seemed like it was going to work out. I moved in with Jake and his family, and that was the start of a brotherhood that would make me go to extreme lengths. After I moved in with Jake, I started to see him in another light. He was more than just the friend who I sometimes played Team Fortress with. He was someone who cared about me enough to share his home with me, even though he had almost no reason to let me. The bond between us grew exponentially. Jake had a beautiful family, and they were very warm and supportive. It was to the point where, after just a few months of living with them, I started to view them as my family, mostly because they treated me as theirs. I made it a point to never do anything that'll hurt Jake or his family. They trusted me, and I wasn't going to betray that trust for anything. Soon, Jake and I were graduating high school. Jake and I both decided to go to the state college. It was just 30 minutes away, so we could easily drive there and back. And we didn't have to move somewhere far away for the next four years of our lives. By this time, I'd turned 18, and I was legally able to own my parents' home. However, Jake's parents insisted that I continue to live with them, so I rented the house out to a family. I used the money for school and maintenance. My parents had made a good investment, and it was benefiting me, even with them gone. At college, Jake and I continued to be really close. We were almost always together, and we mostly had shared interests. Things started to change a little when I started to date, though. My girlfriend at the time was this whiplash, smart lady named Maria. I really liked Maria, and as the relationship went on, I started to spend less time with Jake and more time with Maria. At first he seemed a little bummed, but then he started to not really mind. We still got to spend some time together anyway. Soon Jake got himself a girlfriend, and the time we spent together got strained even more. 
I had a feeling that Jake's girlfriend Lisa didn't like me, and so she always found ways to make sure he cancelled the plans that he had with me. I tried to talk to him about this once, but he assured me that wasn't the case, and I decided to just let it go. It really didn't matter if we got to spend time together or not, Jake was still my best friend. It would take more than a woman to break the bond we had. What I didn't know at the time was how wrong I was. Lisa didn't dislike me, and she was going to almost destroy my friendship with Jake. I received a message from Lisa one day asking to meet me at a park. I was very shocked that she'd even message me in the first place. I knew that at the time she and Jake were going through a bit of a rough patch, so I assumed that maybe she wanted me to mediate or something. It would have been rude to say no. Plus, this was a chance to finally get her to like me, so I told her I'd meet her there. When I got there, I noticed that she'd set up a picnic, which seemed a little odd, but I didn't really think about it. I sat down and we started talking. Surprisingly, the entire time, she didn't talk about Jake at all, and I started to wonder why. After like 30 minutes of talking about almost nothing, I finally asked her why she'd asked me to come. This is where things got awkward real fast. She told me very clearly that this was a date. Apparently, she'd liked me from the start. Like, she wanted me. She'd been pretending to not like me so Jake wouldn't get suspicious. She saw this fight that they had as an opportunity to finally break up with him and be with me. To say that I was shocked would be an understatement. For a good couple of minutes, I couldn't say a thing. I was just processing all that she had said. When I finally spoke, I told her that I wasn't interested in her the way she was interested in me. I mean, I had a girlfriend I loved, and even if I didn't, I still wasn't into Lisa. But that wasn't all there was to it. If she was considering being with her boyfriend's best friend, then she probably didn't like Jake enough, and it was best if she didn't stay with him anymore. I told her to break up with him, and if she didn't, I would tell all that had happened. At first, she seemed a little scared when I said that, but then her countenance quickly changed, and she said that there was no way I'd dare do that. She was calling my bluff, and I had no idea just what she had planned. She obviously had some nefarious plan, but I wasn't going to back down. Neither was I going to betray my best friend's trust. I stormed off, my threat hanging in the air. The battle line had been drawn, and boy was it going to cost me a lot. I went home and thought about all that had happened. To be honest, I didn't know just how to go on with this issue. I could tell Jake, just like I said I would, but what if he didn't believe me? What if things degenerated so badly that he decided not to be friends with me anymore? Even if he did believe me, was I really okay with putting my best friend through a heartache? There was so much that could go wrong with this, and I knew it. After thinking a while though, I decided that it was the best option. The guilt that I'd have if I didn't act would be so much more than the pain that would come from splitting them up. Jake wasn't at home, so I decided to call him. He picked up on the first ring and excitedly told me that Lisa had invited him over an hour ago and they had made up. She had made her first move and she had made it fast. There was no way I could tell him what I wanted to now. I instead told him that we had to talk. If he was available the next afternoon, we could meet up. When he asked what it was I wanted to talk about, I told him he'd find out when we saw. I was woken up the next morning by a knock on my window. I opened the window to see who it was. Perhaps it was Maria. She liked to sneak into my room. When I opened the window, 
I immediately felt someone's lips on mine and I was very sure this wasn't Maria. No sooner did I get the kiss than I heard the unmistakable sound of a shudder from a camera. I looked down to see Lisa, a mischievous look in her eyes. After pulling away from her kiss, I understood what it was she had done. Now she had something she could blackmail me with. If my girlfriend or Jake saw a photo of her kissing me, they wouldn't believe that I'd been set up. I asked her just what she wanted from me. Her response? That I'd secretly be with her or else the photo of her kissing me and the photos she apparently also had taken of us the previous day would be sent to everyone. At that point in time, I was no longer worried. I was mad. I told her if she didn't get rid of the photos, I would make her life very difficult. In retrospect, that was probably the wrong move. By the end of the day, Maria had received the photos. I tried to explain what had happened, but she didn't want to listen to me. Lisa wasn't done yet. She became even more possessive of Jake, and she didn't let him spend any time with me. She went as far as to tell him that there was something about me that she just didn't vibe with. However, the worst thing that she did was accusing me of theft. She had claimed that when she had come over once, they had left her purse on the kitchen counter. I knew that she hadn't because I'd been cooking at the time and I didn't see any purse. However, me being in the kitchen at the same time that she claimed that her purse was missing was enough for Jake to ask me if I had taken it. He said that he knew that Lisa and I weren't exactly close and maybe I took it to get back at her for something, but I insisted that if her purse truly was missing, it wasn't because I had taken it. Again, she came over and said that her lip gloss was missing. This time, when Jake tried to question me about it, I got pissed and told him to tell his girlfriend to be more careful with her things rather than accuse me at every instance. Jake got offended and our arguments spiraled into a big fight. Later, I thought about all that Lisa had done and was doing. She had cost me my relationship and now she wanted to ruin my friendship with Jake. Well, I wasn't going to let her. Rather than wait for her to strike, I was going to hit her where it hurt. I was going to have my revenge. I started by messaging her telling her that I wanted to patch things up and that I was done fighting with her. She had won, and I just wanted to go back to the way things were before. She took the bait and invited me over. She was still obviously interested in me, and I planned to use that to my advantage. I was going to kill two birds with one stone. I made sure that I had my voice recorder on when I went over. The hardest part of everything was playing along with it. However, that first visit, she didn't say anything I could use against her but I was hopeful because she mentioned that she wanted to see me again. Then came the second part of my plan. It was highly illegal to have drugs in the school's dormitories. Those who had been caught with drugs had been expelled instantly. I knew a guy from high school who dealt marijuana, so I hit him up and bought a fair amount of it. Every part of my plan was dependent on what happened the second time I went over. If I screwed it up, it could have very dire consequences. When I went over again, I again had my voice recorder on and the marijuana I'd bought in my pocket. While we spoke, she started to talk again about how the offer was still up for us to have something on the side without Jake knowing. I told her that I was thinking about it, but I wasn't really sure. Then, when she went to use the bathroom, I slipped the marijuana under her bed. Now, all I had to do was complete the mission. When I got home, I went to Jake's room and told him there's a reason things between Lisa and I seemed odd. I played the recording, and when he heard his girlfriend proposition me, I saw pain on his face. 
I explained that I didn't want to tell them earlier because she was blackmailing me, and I apologized for taking that long to let him know. When I left his room, I called the school authorities and let them know that one of the students had marijuana with them in a dorm. I gave the exact details of the dorm in question, and then all I had to do was wait. Lisa was found with the drug. No matter what defense she tried to put up, the school didn't listen to her. After her expulsion, she came over to confront me, but I simply told her I had no idea what it was she was talking about. Of course, by the time Jake had since broken up with her too, I have absolutely no regrets doing what I did. I helped my best friend get out of a relationship with an awful person, and I got my revenge on her for ruining my relationship. To me, it's all fair. I mean, to be fair, if I were in the friend's shoes and I was revealed all of this stuff, I mean, I don't know if I would feel right about the whole planting the drugs thing. I don't think OP really mentioned that, though. But I would definitely be feeling, first of all, devastated that my partner was living such a double life. But also that, like, OP, my best friend, helped me dodge a huge missile before it got any worse. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.